People, welcome to the Shubbison Podcast. We're here to Chris J. All the sports and loves me back, people. On my podcast, we discuss the hottest topics in both the NFL and NBA, people. Please subscribe now and tune in. People, what's up? I'm your boy Chris J. All the sports team loves me. Back, back like I never left. People been gone the past couple weeks, but guess what? We are back. We are here. And guess what, people? We love the sports and loves us back. We're back in attack. The season about to start. You got so much to talk about between basketball, football, the whole nine yards. And guess what, people? Today is the Black Mamba's birthday. Kobe Bean Bryant, my guy, my goat, one of the goats of all time. If he would have been alive today, it would have been the 45th, fifth birthday. My guy, Kobe. My guy, Ty Tracy. My guy, how you doing? How you been? Are you blessed? Just asking. What's up? Uh, happy to be alive. Tomorrow's Thursday, almost Friday. Football season here. Time to cover some games. You just here. You made it. Definitely made it, man. About that time, definitely. Last week, I covered me a high school game last week, Rockdale versus uh, some high school around the Atlanta area. Um, great experience. You know, it's covering um, first, you know, you know, first game of the season, always something different, different schools, players. So I pretty much um, did freelance work, talked to the coaches, talked to the players, got my story in before midnight, you know, Fun, like always, talking about sports and writing about sports. And guess what? Watching sports. So it's yeah. always the privilege of just being around something we love doing every day. So that's kind of really not really work to us because sports is something we love to do. Definitely. I definitely I'll start uh, next weekend. I cover Liberty. They uh, open their first home game against Bowling Green. So I think that tw- I think kick off at 12 o'clock. So I'm gonna be out there and everything, so that's why I'm be covering Liberty and stuff for this whole for this whole season. I might be covering UVA. I don't know yet. They say they're gonna let me know and stuff. So yeah. With the best for you, man, this year we're just covering games, being a reporter, being a sports writer, talking to the players, talking to the coaches. I wish you the best. It's gonna be a great thing to come this year. A great long season. I wish y'all the best, Liberty, and whatever team you cover. But we definitely gotta get to these topics today. First topic I talk about obviously is Kobe Bean's Bryant birthday. Kobe Bryant died in 2020 in a, a, a tragic car accident with him and Gigi and seven other lives lost. And it's been uh, and it seems like it's, it happened so long ago, but it just about three years ago. And it seems like yes, time goes faster and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. But if Kobe Bryant would have been alive today. He would have been 45 years old, you know, but we definitely got to reflect on his legacy, his greatness, you know. So you tell me about your, from a kid watching, from your childhood to your adulthood, 
what is the greatest Kobe Bryant moment you witnessed in your entire life from this from the time you were a kid until from middle school, high school to college, whatever the case may be. Tell me about your favorite Kobe Bryant moment and why. I mean, winning three, winning three straight championships with Shaq, one of the best diamond duels that we all go thought like that's probably be like we all thought was he's gonna win. They go win like probably like five more together. Um, Kobe was probably the most dominant player that that had that killer instinct against that fear player that fit make players fear him. So after Michael Jordan. Him dropping 81 points. Him winning two more rings by himself without Shaq to prove that he could win he could win without Shaq. I mean, just greatness that you can't complain about. He did everything. He admired everybody. He was a definition of what's a how to win, how to be hungry, how to be how to thrive, how to uh, strive for greatness, how you be how you become that player that everybody wants to be like and remember you by. And this Kobe checked every checked off every box. Um, he checked off every box in his whole career. And what can you say about that? And it just that's how Kobe always be remembered. The best basketball player that ever touched the ball, most dominant, the fearless, also known as a high flyer when he was number eight with the Afro as well. But I mean, what can you say? You can't say nothing like he was just that. The definition of him, he was that knows like knows the goat and stuff. I mean, I agree with about everything you just said, you know, as far as all the all the accolades, all the moments, all the championships, you know, all the um all the scoring, 81 points, 2.3 quarters, you know, um versus the Phoenix when he uh, basically hit the game winner in, in, in the playoffs. He's done so many of that, one with Shaq, 2000, 2001, 2002, and people love to try to say Kobe was a, a Robin, but for people that don't know basketball or don't know the history, Kobe Bryant was never a Robin. Kobe Bryant was always – it was always one and really one because him and Shaq were just two dominant guys because during that time, let's be honest, they were the best two players in the league on the same team. It was it was Kobe and Shaq or Shaq and Kobe, whatever order folks folk wanted to say, they were the best two in the league. And you got clips and videos of Shaq even saying the best player – on that team during that time was Kobe Bean Bryant. Shaq said that plenty of times. Shaq said he's the most dominant. He said Kobe's the best player. And when you think about just his greatness, what he did with Shaq and without Shaq, that puts him on the GOAT list with Michael Jordan, one in my opinion, Kobe Bryant, one and 1A right there with him. And then you got guys like LeBron, guys like Kareem, guys like Magic, guys like Shaq, you know, guys like Bird. The list goes on. But I feel like just what he did without Shaq, that proved him why he was on that gold list because great as Michael Jordan was, Michael Jordan never won a championship without Scottie Pippen. He had zero. Great as Matt Johnson won. Magic never won without Kareem. Great as Kareem was, Kareem never won without either Magic Johnson or Oscar Robertson or James Worthy or, or all these great players. Great as LeBron James is, never won without Dwayne Wade, won without Chris Bosh, won without uh, Kyrie Irving, all these places. And all these guys are top 75 players all the time. And 
Anthony Davis, great as these players are, Larry Bird, never won without Kevin McHale. Like, like the list goes on. All these greats never won when a top 75 player of all time, but Kobe Bean Bryant did. He won back-to-back titles without a top 75 player on his roster. Look at that roster from 2008, 2010, during that three-year yeah. span. That was not an all-time great roster. Kobe Bryant made them great. Why? Because of his greatness. Mm-hmm. Pagasol, let's be honest. Pagasol just made the Hall of Fame um, like last week. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. But let's be honest here. Kobe Bryant made Pagasol a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Because when you reflect, when Powell first came to L.A. during that 08 Finals, Ty, I remember this. Kevin Garnett pumped out Pagasol. He pumped him. He got into his head. He manhandled him. Kevin Garnett had his way with Pau Gasol. But because of Kobe's leadership and Kobe's greatness, he made Pau Gasol better, tougher, mentally, and physical. Like, yeah. he made him better for a player all around. In the next go-around, Pau Gasol became a better player and won back-to-back championships. Kobe Bryant made Pau Gasol a Hall of Famer. And my, that's a fact. That's not even an opinion. That's a fact. If Pagasol does not go to L.A., Pagasol is not a Hall of Famer. I don't care what anybody says. He's not. He's not. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. He became a, a Hall of Famer because what happened to L.A. going to three straight finals, winning back-to-back championships, and playing a number two role behind Kobe Bean Bryant. That's the guy on his truth. And then you think about Jeff from scoring, and then from – he was an all-around player from defense, 12 times all 12 times all defense, nine times first team. For a shooting guard, he has the most all-defensive teams of all time. For a shooting guard, Kobe Bryant. It's him. More, more than Jordan. Kobe Bryant is that guy. He was an all-around player. He had no weaknesses from the three ball, the mid-range, low post, left side, right side, mid, mid post. Played above the realm. He, I mean, a great finisher around the realm. Kobe Bryant had the most, him and Jordan had the most complete games because why? They had no weaknesses. Great as Magic was, Magic wasn't a great scorer, wasn't a great shooter. And guess what? Magic was 6'9, but Magic Johnson was not a great defender because why? In 12 years that he played Magic, he made zero defensive teams, zero in 12 years, zero. Great as LeBron is, he's not a great free a great free throw shooter. Not a great free throw shooter, and and LeBron's never had a dominant post game, or he doesn't go to it as much. I'll say, and there's so many greats, man. But just Kobe Bryant's greatness, he's an all time great in my in my lifetime. I didn't grow up in the Jordan era, me or you, so we kind of seen that Kobe era and seen his greatness. So I think he's gonna do it. The all the be with. Anybody outside of Jordan, from my opinion, I put nobody above Kobe outside of Jordan. To me, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Like, you mean there's some arguments, but I think what you, I agree with you, what you say and everything. Yeah, it's just you know how it is, man. But and then what I hate too sometimes the media try to make it seem like Kobe wasn't all that, Kobe was this and that, like the, pe- the people that. That just talk crazy yeah. and just reading the paper off a stack, man. These people talk nonsense. They're idiots. They're sorry. 
They don't know basketball. But we definitely had to talk about that first because that's Kobe Bryant's birthday. And then tomorrow's 824 day. So that's a day they're going to honor him because you got his both his numbers. It's August. It's 824. You know, so it just makes sense, man. So uh, definitely tomorrow, Kobe will have his day, his birthday. And tomorrow is his day honored for as well. Yeah. So tomorrow you're definitely seeing people, we probably talking about Kobe being Brown once again, Kawhi, that's my guy. But we got a topic. We got to stay on basketball, though, because a couple of days ago, I, w- I was on YouTube, and I um I watched this video with uh, Steph Curry. He was on Good Arena's podcast. Yeah. Good Arena's former NBA star. They mm-hmm. were at, I think, Golden State Facility. And it was a podcast episode about 30 minutes. And so I watched it. And so during that podcast interview, uh, they were asking Steph Curry questions about the Golden State Warriors this year, about Chris Paul, about how he's going to mess with the team and stuff like that. And so Gilbert Arenas asked Steph Curry, is he the greatest point guard of all time? And Steph Curry sat there and thought about it. And he said, yes, I am the greatest point guard of all time, better than Magic Johnson. And so... Stephen A. Smith talked about it on first take today and yesterday about Steph Curry being the greatest point guard of all time. And today, Michael Jordan had text Stephen A. Smith like, like early this morning and told mm-hmm. him why Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. This was live today on the show. Stephen A. read this live. Michael Jordan, Michael Air Jordan, the great Michael Jordan. Text Stephen A. Smith at 5.45 in the morning and said, Magic Johnson is the best point guard of all time, period. Stop it. End of discussion. And just talking to you, Ty, being a sports fan that you are, tell me your thoughts about what Curry said. Of course, Steph Curry's all world. He's the greatest three-point shooter God ever created, long-range shooter, Steph Curry. But we didn't see Magic play. But we do have YouTube, we have documentary, we have clip, we have so much to watch. What's your thoughts about what Steph Curry said about him being the best point guard ever? I'll say a better shooter than Magic Johnson. But you got to think about, look what Magic Johnson did. Like, he was all around, like, between him and Steph. Steph, yes, one of the best shooters that we probably, ever, we probably never go see ever after this. But yet again, everybody's shooting threes now, so they all trying to be like Steph because he changed the game. But you talk about Magic Johnson, the man who averaged like a triple-double every game that you don't see Steph doing. And between the difference between Magic Johnson and Steph Curry, Curry don't really just make everybody better. Magic Johnson really make everybody better around him. Even him and Kareem was on the same page. Like, you got to think about it. Magic Johnson was like literally a point. He was like the definition of a point. God before it was CP3 and Isaiah Thomas. So, like, the definition, what's a point God? You better look at Magic Johnson. I mean, he averaged, like, a triple-double every game, but he's averaging, like, at least, like, what, probably, like, between 10 to, what, 15 assists every game and stuff? Man, and like, probably, 12 think, to 15 assists. I think yeah. for a career, Magic averages, like, 11.7 assists. Basically, yeah, round up about 12 assists a game. Yeah, I, think he, he, I think he led the lead, like, what, five? Five seasons in a row and assists as well. Magic resume, he's a five-time champion, 
I think he's like a 12 time a 12 time all star. Um, he's a three time MVP, a three time Finals MVP. He made all all team the, the NBA all team like five or six times, I believe, correctly or more, maybe I think nine times, nine times, maybe nine times, I think. And so he's done a, a lot more than Steph Curry in a shorter time frame because really Magic just played like 12 years in the league because in 1991, Magic caught the HIV mm-hmm. virus. So he had to retire. But he came back, I think, a couple of years later, 96, and came back. He was out of shape, not the same player he once was. Mm-hmm. But during his prime years from 1980 to 1992, that 12-year span, Magic Johnson went to nine NBA finals, nine and won five championships, and yep. he did what he did. Also, playing inside a tough era against Larry Bird, those Celtics, the uh, the Pistons, yep. he had the 76ers. He mm-hmm. had uh, so many teams in the Western Conference during that time. So, Magic, in my opinion, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter ever. He's yep. the greatest three-point shooter, long-range yep. shooter ever. Long-range three-point shooter. Yep. But – Outside of scoring, I look at like what? accolades, accolades, attributes, what he did around the team. I look at stuff like that. You can't compare like, oh yeah, I'm a better like that. You did shooting. Like, what did you do? Take the shooting away. What did you do minus the shooting? That's is my main focus because Magic Johnson is right there. Hey, like you not better than Magic Johnson. What's he doing right there right now? Hey, like we have not seen. Like you did triple double a couple times, but. We talk about consistently every single game, every single season, every single year. We didn't see that from him. We see that from Magic Johnson. That's why I feel like Magic Johnson's a way better player than Steph Curry. He's not a better shooter, but player overall, yes, that's Magic Johnson. Me personally, I believe Magic. Me personally, I feel like Magic never wanted to score, but I feel like Magic could score if he wanted to. I feel like if you would have asked Magic Johnson, we need you to average 25 points a game this year. I feel like he would have done that because and I feel like with his playing style, Magic knew the Lakers will showtime will be better at him as the headliner, me running the show. I'm the point guard. I'm the point guy. I make everybody better around me. Magic Johnson, kind of like LeBron James to a degree, because we see LeBron, he can impact a game without not really scoring like that. Same with Magic. Magic can impact a game with, with having like two points, two points, but he got 15 rebounds, 17 assists, five blocks. He impacts the game in so many ways. With Steph Curry, if Curry's not scoring, he's not impacting the game no way because we all know watching Steph Curry play for the past 10 plus years, along with 10, 15 plus years, Steph Curry is not a good defender. Steph Curry is not a great defender. Steph no. Curry in, in, in 15 seasons, he has never made a, a defensive team. First, second, or third, a grand total of zero. Mm-hmm. Of course, Steph Curry, his shot-making ability makes up for so much in his long range. Yes, I get it. And his ability to move without the basketball, of course, that makes him him. But you think about Magic. One, Magic is 6'9", 6'10", point guard. Magic a better rebounder, a better passer. He makes players better around them on the court because he impacts the whole team because his assists, his playmaking ability, he does so much on the court. And it's like 
Magic, he has contributed some more error than Stealth. Take scoring away from Stealth and shooting. Basically, I mean, shooting and scoring is the same thing, basically. It's scoring. It's scoring. Take away the scoring. What does Stealth Curry do better than Magic? Nothing. Nothing Mm -hmm. besides scoring. Like, that's it. That that is it. That is Mm -hmm. all. Because really, I mean, Magic still 6'10, can play out five positions. Magic played center in 1980 and dropped 42 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, and won the game as a rookie and won final MVP when Kareem went down versus the 76ers. Magic did that. Like, and we seen a couple years ago in 2016. Well, I mean, 16. What happened to Steph Curry in the finals? He really didn't play good that whole final versus the Cavs. And then what happened to follow that same summer? They went got Kevin Durant. Me personally, I feel like if, if Curry that guy, how he say he is, you didn't need Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Because me personally, Curry knew why one thing, reason why I say he's not magic in my opinion, bro, like mono e mono, you knew if y'all, KD came to your team, he was the best player. We all know that. KD was the best player in the Warriors during, during that three-year span. From 17, yeah. from from six, from 16 to 19, that three-year span, and they played together. Mm-hmm. We knew that Kevin Durant was the best player by far. Steph Curry was the most important player as far as his impact, his floor spacing, shooting ability, yes. But we watched on Final Tie. We watched him. Steph Curry was not better than Kevin Durant. And me personally, he really didn't do nothing. He, he had he played good and I played great. He ever well, like, KD, KD, KD did all the work in the finals. Steph Curry, I mean, he made some good shots, but he let KD do the whole work in that finals and stuff. I mean, KD was the main reason why they won, to be honest. Yeah, KD averaged like yeah, 35, 8 and 5. Steph Curry averaged like 26, 9 and 7 or something like that. Everybody triple double in the following year. He he followed up with everything with playing great in the finals once again. But my thing is this though, like like Curry doesn't he doesn't can he, he, not a great, great rebounder, not a great playmaker. Curry's a great scorer. His shooting mm-hmm. ability is great. Magic just contributes some more areas, you know. That's why I don't put. Curry over guys like Magic, guys like Jordan, obviously, Kobe, obviously, LeBron, or guys like Shaq, or guys like Duncan, or guys like um, um, guys like even like some guys I took the bird because think about this, Sai. Say if Michael Jordan had an off shooting night, you still knew Michael Jordan. Will, Michael Jordan would lock up defensively. He yeah. would lock his defender down, him and Kobe. Mm-hmm. And they would still tribute in other areas by locking up, rebounding, doing something else. Same with LeBron James. LeBron James ain't scoring. Man, LeBron's still going to get mad assists, mad rebounds, mad blocks. He's still going to be the most impactful player on the court. Same with Shaq. If Shaq ain't dumb dunking, Shaq's still blocking shots. Shaq's still defending. Shaq's still doing, doing numbers of things to help the team out. Not saying Steph Curry don't do that. But we've seen Steph Curry when he's not scoring like that. He's like, of course, he's always a factor because you always got to look out for Steph Curry because the guy 
does not stop running in its range. But we had, but Ty, I've seen games where I've seen Steph Curry rattle. I've seen him rattle. I've seen him him not be aggressive because why he getting deed up. I've seen this. I've witnessed it. I've watched it. Oh, yeah. Certain games like with Magic, it don't even matter because Magic know I got Kareem, I got Warrior there, I got Byron Scott and a great team around me. Oh, but I run this show and I know they had a uh, that shooter. What's his name? Norman Lakers. Yeah, um, Norm. Yeah, Norm, Norm Nick. Norm Nixon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael, Michael Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. So he yeah, has like, some players around him and stuff. Like I feel like if you take and you start starting a franchise, and if you take okay, say if like Magic can win a game and and not miss a beat and still do what he do because. Steph Curry is great. Yeah, I love Steph Curry. Um, I think he's he's put himself in the top ten, top twelve all time, based by his resume and how he changed the game forever. For the three point shot, I mean, I, I, I mean Curry did that, you know. But I feel like talking about better than Magic Johnson, and then Magic still has more rings than you, more Finals MVPs, more MVPs, more All Defensive, more All All NBA teams. He still has all that more than you. And he played just 12 seasons. And he has nine finals appearances, nine in 12 years. That's impressive. That yeah. means Magic was, was in the finals about every darn year. Mm-hmm. In the finals. You know, from he made Showtime, Showtime. He was the headliner. Magic with the smile, 6'9", mm-hmm. passing the ball. He's Magic. He makes everybody better around him. And to be honest, that's that's true, that's true to greatness when you impact the whole team around you because you're that great of a guy, a playmaker, and elevating players around you. That's how I feel like they like with Steph Curry, like say he the best. He has to understand what you did, you changed, yeah, but like it's more to it what you did. Minus shooting, scoring, like what do you do? Like you make everybody better. Like how do you make everybody better? Like that's why he need. Like I understand what he trying to do. Come on now, Steph Curry. But either way, it's more truth behind it. Everybody knows who's the greatest point guard of all time. Everybody, like that's what like it's magic, man. It's magic. Everybody knows the actual truth, but you know how people are hyping up. Oh my God, no, he's speaking facts. Like no, look what he did. Compare him. And Magic Johnson, this takeaway shooting and scoring from both of them, you see a whole, you see a, a whole difference and stuff. I'm gonna say this too. One reason why I would never put Steph Curry above a lot of these some of these players, why? Because we've never seen Steph Curry guard a team's best player. No. Even when him and Kyrie was in the finals all them years, back to back to back to back, we never seen Curry guard Kyrie Irving. Curry, no, he Curry, actually was crazy. He always, I think he, yeah, I think he guarded Kyrie one time, but Kyrie crossed him up and went past him because he couldn't, he couldn't. Um, I can't defend because I'm saying this too. I'm saying this too. Remember out on final versus the Cleveland, Kyrie on the court. Who's on Kyrie Irving, Ty? Steph. Now Clay. Oh, Clay's on him. Clay's even, on Kyrie even, Irving. Even Clay couldn't keep up with him sometimes. Clay's on Kyrie Irving. 
Guess who Steph Curry on? Just guess. Ah, uh, was it Iman Shepard? Iman Shepard and J.R. Smith. Yeah. I was Why so? I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, me personally, if I feel like I'm the best point guard, bro, I don't want to hear that. Guard, yeah. the, guard Kyrie Irving, take that challenge. I got Kyrie. I got him. I'm going to do it. I got Kyrie. I'm, I, I got him. Don't sit there and say you the best, but you don't want to guard, bro, like that. Come on. No, nah, bro. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen games during the finals. Kyrie take the challenge and guarding Steph Curry. During that 2016 finals, Kyrie Irving was, was well, bro, he was in Steph Curry, guarding him. Mm-hmm. Because Steph Curry, outside of game four, there was 38 points. He, he didn't do much that final, to be honest. Game yeah. seven didn't show up. Game six, they got blown out, so that don't even mean nothing. I mean, the quietest 30 points. Game five, I mean, Draymond didn't play that game, but Steph Curry still didn't play great. Game one and two and three, like like I said, like, and then the following year, see, summer, you get Kevin Durant because you knew you wasn't good enough to beat Braun or beat Kyrie. Greatest Steph Curry is. Now, what he did in 2022, he won a championship. Won a final MVP. He did that. He played great the whole playoffs and finals. He was fantastic. And I love Steph Curry. He's the greatest three-point shooter, long-range shooter of all time. He's exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. But you talk about magic, a guy that can do more than you, that's a better passer, better rebounder, better floor general. Magic can't control the tempo and the pace of the game better than Steph Curry. So mm-hmm. now we'll say this that's something that Magic Johnson. And LeBron James do better than anybody. They can control the tempo of the game. They yep. can dictate how fast, how slow they want to play. Most guys can't do that. That's just a natural gift, ability to control mm-hmm. a game. Because I've seen LeBron slow a game down, speed it up, knowing to attack, knowing to like run the show. I've seen that. And that's why to me, like, those two can control the game because we kind of see, like, how Magic was because, I mean, not not as athletic as LeBron or that, but, like, Magic can control the tempo. Steph, and to be honest, Steph is not even really a point guard. Steph was a combo guard. Steph was a scoring guard. Yeah. Steph is not a true point guard. Like, Chris Paul, a true point guard. Jason Key. A true point guard, Steve Nash, true point guard, Don Stockton, true point guard, Isaiah Thomas, really? true point guard, Steph Curry, the scoring guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, then Rajon Rondo is well, even though he's not like a Hall of Fame, but what he did on the court, yeah, I, still, but like, I still like to put like, him up there because what he did. They're true point guards, like, yeah. they're not a true point guard, they were the scoring guard. I say he's like, more like, scores he's the ball. More, I think he's, he's more of a two guard, but you know, Clay Thompson on the court as well, he's more of a two, he's a two guard as well. So I was like. Is, I said basically is basically both of the two guards. So just Steph can handle the ball better than Clay and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean Steph is great. I, I yeah. ain't I ain't knocking on Steph. I love yeah. Steph Curry. Steph Curry is great. I ain't knocking on. Yeah. But the same, but you sat there and said you were the greatest point guard of all time. And us being us, we're gonna tell you why you're not the greatest point guard of all time. But being mm-hmm. a being a competitor, I get it. Being a competitor, yeah. But yeah. Steph Curry is not the best point guard of all time. And bro, yeah, yeah. I'm 27. And and I never seen Magic play, but I seen it like far as live TV. But far as 
the documentary, the clip, the holler, I seen like, dude, the guy was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. And, and he, can't, he can't pass like, like man, magic. still can't pass nowhere near like magic. Like nowhere near. Like had like a, a different type of pass. Like you can't like you can't touch right there. So that's I what know, I was like. Magic was different, man. Like a, you know, uh, magic was different. But we gotta switch it up, man. We gotta go to the most crazy topic of the night. You know what time it is, Ty. It is August the 23rd, 2022. You know the football season starts in two weeks away. You got the NFL. You got college. You got so many games about to start. NFL. What's your thoughts about the NFL this upcoming season? Because the preseason been on. You got all these storylines happening. What? Like, tell me your thoughts about the NFL and which team are you excited to watch see this year play? Uh, actually, I'll name some teams I'm excited to see them play this year. Uh, kind of hard. Actually, I'm going to go with the Jets, Aaron Rodgers. You got Aaron Rodgers in New York. Hey, he uh he got back he got back together with uh Brent Nathaniel Hackett is an office coordinator. He was at OC. Uh, he was the OC at Green Bay when he reached the uh, NFC Championship together. Uh, my Eagles, of course, definitely my Eagles. Year, uh, see how Jalen Hurts be. This Jalen Hurts is dominating stuff. God, what's another one? Actually, I'm gonna go with one more. I'll say this. Actually, no, two. Joe Burrow. He got with uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. But I'm going to say this, though. The one team I want to see on the offensive end, but they so balanced on the offensive and defense, especially teams, is the 49ers. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is going to be the starting quarterback. And you got Christian McCaffrey. Now he's with the 49ers for a full season. You got to think about it. He came there, what, middle of the season, got traded. And they still managed to be successful. Now he's there for a full season. Now I want to see how the 49ers look on the offensive end in there. Man, I um I I like those picks. You know, the Jets, the 49ers. You got so many teams. You know, those teams definitely right now with um uh, all the stuff going on with pretty much the Niners and the controversy between Rock Purdy, will be the starter, the backup it's gonna be Sam Darnold. Oh, they announced announced today with breaking news. Yeah. Sam Donald yeah. are going to be the backup quarterback, and a Trey Lance will probably will be traded sometime in the season because, you know, right now the 49ers are winning our team. And based on what how Trey Lance looked in preseason, dude looked horrible. Dude looked sorry. No yeah. offense. Dude, dude didn't look good. And, you know, I feel like the Niners got to – they're not going to get back what they gave to get him. I mean, two first round picks during that draft of 2021, I believe, correctly. Um, I, so I feel like with Trey Lance, it's probably his time at the Niner will be up soon. Then with the Jets, you know, got the hard knocks going. I seen the first episodes so far, far the hard knocks with Aaron Rodgers, Jasine, and Dalvin Cook. They have um, Garrett, they have a great roster. You know, so far, you know, hacky, you got to, I mean, and you got New York, the Big Apple, 
you know, I think everything is good so far, but that 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 offensive line is a question mark right now with the Jets. Yeah. But everything mm-hmm. else, you know, far as what what they're representing and they have the big I feel like this season they'll probably be the most talked about team this year because the past couple of years it's about being about a Jets. They get a quarterback, they'll be a great team. Now you got Aaron Rodgers. So so now it's put up a shut up. You know, mm-hmm. now it's no more talking, no more excuses. You had your quarterback. Now it's time to play. And now is the expectation with the Jets because people are expecting y'all to be good now because and they and and that 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 their first couple of weeks are very tough. Very first six weeks are very tough for the Jets and the AFC um is already a gauntlet. And then um the Bengals, you said the Bengals. You know, I feel like when I think um they said Joe Burrow, he's looking good. No, because yeah, he had that um it's just a that, small that yeah, it's just a calf strain. Calf injury. Nothing you know, serious. people making a big deal about it because me yeah. personally, folks were talking about Joe Burrow might be out I'll be out for some weeks. No. Time. That happened four weeks ago. That yeah. was during the start of training camp, bruh. He was basically being on had five or six weeks to recover. Yeah. He'll be fine, man. He'll be yeah, fine. It's, like people it's act a, like it's small, it's just a small cat. It's not not a serious cap injury, but a small cat injury. He can recover. It's not going to be a big deal. They make it seem like he could be, oh, my God, he could be running around. It's like, no, nah, he could be okay. They're going to have something to ca- cover that. Uh, they're going to have something to cover that calf up and everything. It's not going to bother him. And, 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 and I see if it happened like during week one or during this week, but it happened like five weeks ago. Like yeah. that happened like the start of like, like, er, like early July. I think. Yeah. I think it was it uh, like they'll be like late, late July, early August. That's why I was like, it's nothing. Like late crazy. July. So basically, dude had a whole month and two weeks to recover still. And dude's yeah. still recovering from it. So I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, all those three teams are great. And they're on my radar as well to watch this year because I love the Bengals, love that. But I really got the Chiefs. But I'm going to say a team is going to be a big year for them because it's pressure. Now it's put up a shut up the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the past yeah. couple of years, they've been knocking on the door. And the past couple of years, it was always Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Now Joe Barrow has kind of replaced Josh Allen. And Josh mm-hmm. Allen is, like, outside looking in right now. Then you got uh, with uh, with the fun digs last year, how they ended. Mm-hmm. Versus Cincinnati getting beat at home in a blowout. And you have so much stuff happening. And so the Bills... I feel like it's put up a shut up. What's gonna happen right now? Then you have Denver, um, because the Russell Wilson don't play good this year. He might be traded or something because it's put up a shut up. Last year had his worst season ever, and now he has to redeem himself. And got you got the Saints old coach. You know, gonna see what's gonna happen. Um, and so I feel like. I mean, Sean Payton, you know, so I feel like what they going to do, you know, and then they took the vision. There were the Chargers, uh, there were the Raiders and Chiefs, you know, and the Chargers as well with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Just signed a five-year contract, highest paid quarterback mm-hmm. in the league right now with Justin Herbert. The past couple of years, they've been banged up uh, and injured. 
And they brought in uh, the Cowboys OC Kellen Moore to be with Justin Kellen Moore. So it's like they got a lot of stuff going on this year too. It's like okay, last year y'all was up twenty seven zero in the playoffs. Y'all blew a twenty seven point lead in the second half. So it's like what's going to happen then? Jaguars. They got Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. They got a good offense and they got experience last year. And to be honest, they had a good shot beating the Chiefs last year during that game, you know, yeah. or, or tying the game up. But, you know, so I think Jacksonville does take, take that next leap. And mm-hmm. the team in the NFC, in my opinion, that's going to be on some pressure once again, like every year, is with two teams, the Dallas Cowboys. Because if that Prescott and the Cowboys don't deliver like they never do, <laughs> in my prediction, once again, they will fall on the their faces like every year but if that Prescott don't show up in the playoffs this might be that Prescott's last year as a Cowboy I, I, well, well I ain't gonna say that but I'm gonna say this if they don't get a, if they don't get to a conference championship or something that Prescott future in Dallas could be not long because it's very pressure this year because they got a defense you got an offense they got C.D. Lamb. You got Brandon Cooks. They added Fun Gilmore. They signed um signed Diggs to a five year contract extension. So they got a defense. They um they just signed their offensive tackle. Um, Zyra I got his name for a second. Zach Martin. Um, Zach Martin. They just signed Zach Martin again with his contract. So it's like y'all in the NFC. Tom Brady retired. Rodgers going to the AOC. I mean, Drew Brees retired. Dak Prescott is really between Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, who is my favorite out of the NFC once again, just saying you got the Niners and you got Dallas. You got teams like the Vikings, you know, um, teams like Green Bay with Jordan Love and how that's going to happen right now. But I do feel like Dallas, I mean, bruh, this is the year because, to be honest here, the NFC is soft, bro. Yeah. It's about a three or four team race. That's mm-hmm. it. Like Dallas, get to a conference championship at least. Have a chance to get to the big dance at least. We ain't seen that in about 30 years. You know what I mean? That's horrible. Oh, Ty, <laughs> bro, in our lifetime, we have never seen Dallas do nothing. I'm 27 years old. Oh, I ain't goodness. seen them do jack in 27 years of my life. They ain't done jack in my lifetime. So I'm, in my lifetime, I've never seen Dallas do anything but lose and nah, fall on their faces. I'll say we see Dallas just get all hyped up during the first beginning of the season. Then when, when the time comes, the moment got too big for it, they fall down the face. It's like, what's going on? Oh, man. They start blaming other people. Like, nah, it's just y'all. Y'all shit. Yeah, like. Straight up, bro. I ain't and bro, and in our lifetime, they haven't done done nothing. They haven't gone to a conference championship in, in, in about 30 years. The last Super Bowl they won was 1995. Oh, yeah, they won Super Bowl in February of 95. I was born in November of 95. So I wasn't even live when they won the last Super Bowl. I wasn't even live. I wasn't even here. I don't even I didn't exist. I was in my mother's womb being formed, being created, being made to come out nine months later. I wouldn't even, matter of fact, my parents made me, I think, on Valentine's Day of February 95, because my oh, birthday, man. November 20th. What I'm basically saying is, 
when I was forming inside my mother's womb, inside a womb, Ty, I did not, I didn't witness that or do anything. Because why, in my lifetime, I ain't seen him do nothing. Change that narrative. You got Michael Parsons fighting teammates. You got a Diz cussing out that press. I called him out his name. I'm sorry. If I was that Prescott, Diz would have had to see me right then. I promise you. Ain't no way no grown man finna be calling me out my name and being disrespectful of my teammate too. Okay. If that man would have, I don't care, straight up, turn his head. If that man would have called me there to turn his head, that man would have been 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 blindsided with the punch to his face. Like, ain't no, nah, bro. Ain't no way you can call me out my name. It, I ain't gonna lie, Ty. If you'd have called me that, I would have said, bro, I would have said, bro, first off, I probably would have said something back to him. And hey, what? And probably, hey, what's up, bro? What's up? Nah, bro. Nah, bro. What's up? Nah, bump off. All that man to man, you know me that, bro. Like win, lose, or draw, you gotta see me. What's up? Yeah. What's up, bro? Run me the fade. You ain't finna respect me, bro. You ain't finna <laughs> call me that. And you and then when I might do, make it seem like it's all good, and we least expect it. But nah, clean that joker. Nah, what's up? Nah, what's up? You know what I'm saying? I just feel like and he got all that with Dallas Jerry Jones every year talking smack. You know the Dallas Cowboys. What we gonna do this year? This year, our year. We're gonna do what they do. Y'all do nothing. Jerry Jones, he's 80, 81 years old. Ty, let's be honest, bro. He's 81. He ain't got too much longer to live, bro. Maybe, maybe 10 more years. Maybe if if God gives Jerry Jones, I'm live to 100, a little, a little 89. But all I'm saying is this it's, it's time. His time is closer to the end. That's what I'm basically saying. He and meaning like meaning going to heaven, bro. He he's 81 years old, bro. He ain't gonna live forever. He's 81. What I'm basically saying is, I hope that Jared Jones want to see the Cowboys win again in his lifetime. Yeah, I'm even saying. So like it's like it's put up a shut up, man. Like, bro, it's put up a shut up. Like it's time because I mean it's time. It's time. So Dallas, they got pressure on them. You know, I um definitely. So I'm excited about so many teams. Then with with uh young teams like Bryce Young and the Panthers, what he gonna do as far as a rookie, uh 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 a CJ Sproul, what he gonna do, yep. you know. I'm excited about these young guys too. Yeah. I'm excited about um seeing these team like the Saints, you know, with uh Derek Carr, you know, going to New Orleans, got a good defense. They in a weak division with the Falcons, with the Bucks, and with the Panthers. So we're gonna see what they're gonna do this year. And you got the commanders, you know, with um Airbnb, you know, what's gonna happen, man. There's so much stuff. And then you got the toughest division, in my opinion, is the Ravens. You got the Bengals, you got the Browns, and the Steelers. I think, I that division is tough. Be, I think that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a, a cutthroat division right there. That's a tough in my opinion. That's a tougher division, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that is the toughest division in the league so far. Cause I think full, full, three team, three out of four teams are fully powered. I think the only reason I say the uh the 
the Steelers are going to struggle because I think the quarterback situation still. I'm not saying uh, – I was going to say Jaden Pinky. Kenny Pick, Kenny Pick is still a good quarterback, but we still need to see him develop more and stuff, see how he'll look and stuff. That's the only thing. But I feel like it's going to be between the Ravens, the Bengals, and I just would not be surprised if the Browns make some noise because you got to think about it. Deshaun Watson was out for like a whole year. Well, he suspended. He was suspended. Yeah, two years. Uh, he two he years and played football like, two years. He was suspended for like what? For like 12 games, I think? What, 12? Uh, yeah, 12 games and played the last six. And he played like what? Yeah, like the last six. And you know, he was rusty, so he couldn't do nothing like that. But I think he's going to – I feel like Deshaun Watson going to make some noise in Cleveland. And, and he he's gonna surprise everybody. I think I think he's gonna prove everybody that he's still that he's still Deshaun Watts, he's still a top tier quarterback that we've seen and stuff. So I think it's gonna be between them three. I think it's gonna be a a cut threat, uh it's gonna be a, a like a real tight race between all three of them for real. And plus if not, I can see all three to make it to the playoffs, if anything. I'm gonna say this. I got the is in the playoffs. I got the Steelers being better than the Browns. You know, but the reason I why I would not be surprised that did happen too. I would not be surprised if the Browns do know how to mess up. The reason why I say that because um, um Mike Thomas, he's been the Steelers head coach. He has never had a losing season. Nah, and I'm telling you right now, I I don't see Pittsburgh being the last play in the division. I feel like you got the Bengals and the Ravens are gonna are gonna be a coin flip, you know, about how this one going down? You got uh, I mean, I feel like Watson better have a good year because I feel like if, if I'm paying you five years, 230, all fully guaranteed, bro, you better show up, bro. Yeah, that's that is true, too. All he do is go out with his girl there. Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, of course, his girl look good. His girl, Jillia, whatever her name is, bro, like, you need to be in that, that, that weight room working. I, I pay all this cash, traveling everywhere. You be in your gym work. Better be better ball this year. That's what he better do ball and and step up because he had, in my opinion, he had pressure on him because he ain't played in two years. And then we seen him the last five or six games didn't look good. That was see. I said that I said nobody can be out two years and come at the same player. So when taking some time to get his rhythm back, because really the quarterback about timing, it's about mm-hmm. reps, repetition, about timing, like throwing, knowing that like he has to get the timing right. So he ain't played much football, and you know, and you know, hopefully he come back a ball to prove me wrong. I feel like he gonna play good, mm-hmm. but I feel like the first couple weeks he might struggle, but by week week four, week five, and week six he's gonna pick it up. Pick yeah. it up, pick it yeah. up, pick it yeah. up. But I feel like because you cannot be the same player right away and be out two years. I don't care, Ty. Steph Curry is the greatest three-point shooter ever. If Steph Curry did not play in the NBA for two years for injuries or just whatever reason, he is not going to come back and just knock down threes. Give the man some time. Yeah. Give the man some rhythm. You're not gonna come back balling right away. I don't care mm-hmm. who you is. Michael Jordan, great as he was, Michael Jordan was out a year and a half. I played baseball, came back, still yeah. was great. Still was great. Yeah, but he went the MJ that he would that was known. 
Yeah. Of course, it took time to get it back in shape. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah man, so. It's all about this mojo. So, let's see. Hopefully, Deshaun Watson can get his mojo back. That's how I want to see. He's been out for long. We definitely want to see him play and everything. Fact, man, I agree. Definitely, I agree for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, so tell me your thoughts about college, man. You know, college starts, you know, very soon. Of course, you got Georgia trying to 3 P, Mamma trying to get back on top. You got Michigan. You got John Harbaugh spinning the first game of the season with Michigan. You got that going on. You got USC. You got Caleb Williams. You got Coach Ron in Colorado. You got so many storylines, you know, with uh, with football, college football as far as the playoff and whatnot. So tell me your thoughts about college football and how you think this season going to play out. Tell you the truth, it's, it's going like, I think it's going to be a toss-up in here because you don't know who's good. Minus Alabama, they still got Nick Saban, uh, Kirby Smart with Georgia. So it's like you don't know who's gonna be good this year. I mean, I would not. I'm not dependent on Caleb Williams from USC. Good player, but I don't see USC making it to the national championship or anything or the play, college football playoff. I can see Michigan. I mean, still they. they, uh, they I didn't know John Harbaugh would be missing for three games. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is going to be missed for three games, but either way, they can still they still got enough time. That's there's three games in the season before the conference play anyway, so it's not going to matter. But it's still some good teams that we we'll have to play against. I it just do you don't know who's going to be good this year. It's going to be tough, but it's still going to be exciting because college football is back. You don't know what's going to happen, but it's just going to be tough because you don't know who's going to be good, what players to watch for, and everything. I mean, of course, everybody will be have eyes on like Caleb Williams from USC. I mean. Great player, but I'm not a big fan of him sometimes. It's just the offense. It's just the offense, how it's run and everything. That's the only thing. But either way, it's going to be a good season for college football, but you don't know who's going to be good, good this year. You are everybody expecting my, uh, Miami, Alabama, Georgia. That's only two teams. And Michigan. Who's going to be good this year minus them three teams? So we don't know who's going to be good and everything. Thank you. In the SEC, you still got teams like LSU. The, the quarterback came back last year. They gave Mama Fitz. You got Tennessee, might be okay. Ole Miss with, you know, Lane Kiffin. You got Texas, you know, could be good. You know, um, you know, you got teams like them. Obviously, you have um, teams in the, like Ohio State, good every year. You know, they always do what they do. You know, I mean, you know, you always got that surprising team, you know, but one team I'm very big and ready to see play is uh, Colorado with Coach Prime. Their first game versus TCU. They had a tough schedule. You got TCU, you got USC, you got Oregon, you got UCLA. Like, <laughs> they got a tough schedule, you know, and now we're going to see how re- how good is Shador really because yeah. we've all heard about Shador you know, he's great in high school, great in HBCU, but it was the level of competition. Now we get to see what he can do going against the best guys in college, guys that are going to the NFL, five-star athletes come out of high school. Now we get to see that. Not saying he ain't going to ball because I'm, you know, but but we're going to see how good is he. Mm-hmm. Now we all can watch how really good is he. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, so cause we get we all seen that he doing what he do. But let's be honest, Ty. 
I understand what Deion Sanders was doing with trying to make the HBCUs a thing again. Yeah. But, bruh, it's just a level of competition. They don't play anybody, man. They don't play anybody. Like back in the 80s and the 90s, 70s, whatever. It was a different time back then. But times mm. have changed. HBCUs, no, not many players or no players are going to the lead from HBCU. They don't hate nobody. Like, like, like these power like five schools. Unless they like that, but this past draft, I don't think nobody from HBCU got drafted. Like no. once again, because because Deion Sanders was mad about that, right? They ain't playing nobody. I, I, I understand if you're good, you're good, but it also matters about the level of competition you play against. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all I'm saying because I'm gonna say this right now. My old school, Valdosta State University. I believe they would have beat Coach Prime too. That's just me. I don't know because BSU. We had some guy that came out the league doing stuff. Kenny Moore, BSU come back, play for the Colts, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Kenny Moore. We got like we got some guys that came out of BSU and done big things because we're a very, very known D2 school. But all I'm saying is that the level of competition. Now I do hope eventually that changes, but I feel like at the same time, man, Coach Prime knew I need to be on be on a bigger level, bigger stage, yeah. show what how great I am as a coach and how great my players are. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to see how they're going to play this year. Definitely. It's it's just like, I mean, he turned the program around. You can't lie. They was winning, like, a lot of games, winning 10-plus games every every uh, every season. But I think they kept on short in the um, conference all the bowl games. Celebrate, celebration bowl, whatever. What I think that some some bowl yeah, game we last year, celebration bowl. I think it's like second time. It was yeah. like second time in a row, something like that. But either way, he still turned around. They got there, but it, they just came. They fell short and stuff. But either way, I think this is going to be a great test for, like you said, for Shandor to see how he actually plays against better competition. Even though the Pac-12 is still a good conference, but you know it's not like it used to be and everything. So. It's still no matter what. Let's see how he plays. Where he plays with real, real competition and better athletes and players. I'm not saying HBCUs ain't got no good athletes and players, but I'm just saying overall and everything. It's not like it's not like a five star at, at Alabama or Georgia or yeah. Tennessee or USC or Ole Miss or, or, or Ohio State mm-hmm. or freaking Michigan. It's not like them. It, 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 as I was saying, like, Brad's like, they got better players, and then it, it, these HBCUs, they ain't got money. These Power Five schools got money. They put they got they money, put man. That's the football program. The players I'm better. Saying, like, they got money, and that was probably the reason why Coach Prime left because they didn't have enough resources. Because a lot of that stuff during Coach Prime, like documentary, we seen Edwin Best, all that with his money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Doing some of that stuff, like. Building up a facility, getting them what like, dude, they they ain't got it in them schools. Like, those HBCUs be really, bruh, Ty. When I was in college, before we closed, I thought about transferring to Savannah State. I did. I thought about it. I went to school to visit it, all that. Had a couple homeboys there at that time. 
you know, I'm from my hometown, close friends in high school, you know, my boys, you know what I'm saying? But, bro, when I, when I went to that campus and I was, like, touring it, walking around the campus, and I'm looking like, what in the world is this? Man, this beat up campus, man, this campus beat up and old. Man, my... Man, my schools, man, VSU running circles around this school. Man, I ain't transferring this mess. But I'm standing right at VSU. Man, I, I understand the history of the, the HBCU with black people, the history. I get it. But during that history, man, that school beat up and beat down. I ain't studying that mess. That I ain't doing it. And I didn't do it. I made the right decision. I stayed at VSU instead of Blazer. Just saying, Brother Nation, we up. <laughs> That's I'm saying. Oh, the projects, that's why. I'm in the hood. I'm in the hood, but they just right in the hood. The school. I'm like, he man, said, man, I, he's talking about the school. You got the hood. Back. Go back to the hood. The like, school, come on, man. Bro, the school right in them slap hood. You go out hood, hood. I'm like, bro, what is this? Man, the whole school in the hood. He said, hood. man, I'm going, I'm going man, back to the neighborhood. I'm good. Y'all, y'all do you. Man, I'm going back bro. to the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, I was school. like, I'm good. I'm good with Savannah State. I said, I'll stay at VSU. And that's you know what I did, man. Well, that was like a college. I'm still coming to college, y'all, but I ain't staying over here. Man, bro, I was not going to do that. I was like, yeah, I'm good. You know, but uh, I'm saying, but uh, but I hope they do good. Coach Prime do the thing, you know, because like Coach Prime said in a song back in the 90s, it must be the money because he, he definitely got paid. Must be the money. Yeah. Must be the money. I mean, you know, but yeah, man, but we had a great show tonight, you know, talking about a lot of topics, you know, Kobe Bryant, talking about um Steph Curry versus Magic Johnson, talk about NFL, college, great topics, man. We definitely gonna drop some more a lot, a ton of episodes coming up because the season about to start with both ball and college. You got NBA coming up, so we're gonna be doing that, doing our thing. Dropping episodes and just you know, dropping content, you know, staying consistent with it, you know. But hey, people, it's Wednesday. It's 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 almost Thursday Eve, you know. So about to be a, a blessed night or a blessed weekend. Oh yeah, and guess what, man? I'll be booked this weekend. I mean, man, my boy Chris Swenson get married. My childhood friend. Shout out to my boy. All love, man. I'll be in the wedding. You know, one of the grooms, man. So you know, I got my suit. I'm suited and I'll be suited and booted, fresh cut. The whole nine yards. So, shout out to that boy Chris Winston getting married. Proud of my boy, no sense, who was in sixth grade, I think. And man, getting married, man. So, the big moment for him, he about to be a changed man. He about to be a married man. And a married, married man, he be yeah. off the market officially. Yeah. Yeah, man. But at least, at least <laughs> one day, man. At least they'll ask you that question. Hey, we're going to be getting married. You like this. <laughs> yeah man but one day man me and you get married one day tied or not with our future wives to be one day whoever that is i know, you know right that's how it's like you know but no rushing we ain't rushing it but when it happens it happens my time right now i'm doing my time i, still <laughs> I, I feel that time. man but people we always drop heat we always drop niggas we always drop gems this is your boy chris J. i'm a, I'm a right hand man ty tracy people be blessed. Stay cool and want and, and and guess what? Always stay real. Why? Cause we always keep it real all the time. We just keep it one K. So 
We love y'all people. We out. Peace.